0: to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Well, happy Monday, everybody. A number of things to get to here. I've got some audio as well that I'd like to play, but uh, a few stories here. First off, this comes from the College Fix, and it's titled Governor Ron DeSantis' New Curriculum Initiative Will Promote Teaching Civics and Disavow Critical Race Theory. Now, this is a good thing except here's the issue that I have with it, and you're going to hear it in the article as I read this, but it's sort of the old carrot donkey mentality. Giving money, extra bonuses to teachers to obtain a professional licensure licensure for civics education endorsement. Um, I got to tell you, it's just more work for cash. And while some people will jump at it and say to themselves, oh, yeah, I'll get this extra license and I'll get paid $3,000 and whoopee. The fact is, is that if you're already a civics teacher, you should already be teaching civics. So I don't understand what the – I don't understand what this is. It's just – it's um, – I don't know. I I think it's just money as a motivator. Again, if you're already an effective history teacher, then you're already teaching history effectively the way that it should be taught, starting with again the founding of our country and moving moving on through, not just starting at World War II and saying, "Well, time to just teach what went on in the 20th century." But um, I don't know. This uh, again, as a former school teacher, this just seems odd to me. This would have been something I would have passed on, even if I was a civics teacher. I would have passed on it. Not because I wouldn't have been teaching civics altogether, but because why do I need another license when I'm already doing it? I guess that's the only point that I'm trying to make here. So it says, quote, no room in the class classroom for critical race theory, DeSantis said. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, recently announced a new initiative to promote civics education. The Civic Literacy Excellence Initiative, quote-unquote, would create a new professional licensure endorsement for educators in civics education, according to a news release from the governor's office. Teachers who earn the endorsement would be given a $3,000 bonus, according to the details of the proposal. Another $16.5 million would be available for civics education for principals and teachers. Uh, again, If they have a bachelor's degree in education and they're licensed to already teach civics or social studies or history, they should already be doing it. I guess that's – I just don't understand the redundancy of this. But anyway, uh, it says, quote, a high quality of education begins with a high quality curriculum, which is why I remain laser focused on developing the best possible civics education standards, the governor said in his statement. His proposal still needs to be introduced and passed by Florida legislators. Uh, It will promote high-quality civics education for Florida students and reward classroom educators, DeSantis said. He also criticized critical race theory, stating ideologies like this have no place in Florida. I agree. Quote, there's no room in classrooms for things like critical race theory, the governor said during his press conference. Part of this revamping of education in the state will include improving the curriculum, DeSantis said. Quote, it will expressively exclude unsanctioned narratives like critical race theory and other unsubstantiated theories. Uh, Teaching kids to hate their country and to hate each other is not worth one red cent of taxpayer money. I agree wholeheartedly. And again, the article continues. I just, again, the redundancy of it and getting another license and then being paid to either take another area exam or fill out a bunch of paperwork to prove that you're already doing what you're already doing. Um, I don't know. Again, some people will jump at the opportunity just for three grand, but whatever. I guess that's up to them. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me because again, if these people were just doing their jobs anyway, they wouldn't be teaching critical race theory at all. They would just be teaching civics the way that it's supposed to be taught. And they would just be doing what they're supposed to be doing. So there's that. Okay. Here is uh, a post that I wanted to read from the nomasforkids.com website, which I think is horrific and hilarious. Um, and then there's, believe it or not, a, a story this past week that had to do with a New Hampshire track coach who decided to resign, or he was fired, actually because he refused to enforce outdoor mask wearing among his students during competition. Now think about that for a minute. The school district is forcing students, track students, to run around a track with a mask on their face. I mean, it's peak level stupidity. There's just no way around it. So the post on the nomaskforkids.com website reads like this. This is age 15 from Keene, New Hampshire. It says, quote, My son wants to run because it calms him, and he wants to be a part of a team. He knows that he always struggles to breathe during practice, but he pushes through the distress. My son is required to wear a mask during a two-hour track practice at a high school in New Hampshire, and I am worried that he will have a heart attack or permanent brain damage. It is common sense that his body is craving oxygen, and the school administrators have no right to put him in such danger. We must remind our lawmakers that they will be held accountable for lawsuits for all the health-related injury that the students suffer by following this mask mandate, unquote. While I agree with the parent who's writing this, why don't you just stop having your son be on the track team? It's that simple. It can be that simple. You look at your son and you say, I don't want you to get hurt. I'm the parent. You're 15. I'm in charge. You're not. You're off the track team. But mom, I want to run. But mom, I like jumping over hurdles. But mom, no. The answer is no. Sit the child down and explain to them the stupidity of this entire process and this entire thing and everything that's happening. What next? I've jokingly said it in the past, having students all wear sombreros would be so much funnier and equally as effective as wearing a mask. It would look funnier And it would be absolutely hilarious. Track students running, you know, track athletes, quote unquote, running around a track at full speed while all wearing sombreros. It actually conjures up an awesome image, I think. I'm saying this jokingly, clearly, but I mean, it conjures up a hilarious image. But the mask wearing is not a funny image. It's absolutely ridiculous and completely stupid. So having said that, let me read this next story here. Because this comes from Summit News, and again, who knows, could be the exact same high school. And I'm going to play the audio uh, listening to this track coach talk, but it's titled Video. High school coach fired after refusing to enforce insane outdoor masks during sports. Quote, I will not stand up in front of the kids and lie to them and tell them that these masks are doing anything worthwhile, unquote. Tell you what, I'm just going to play the audio here. Give this a listen, and you'll hear it straight from his, uh, straight from his mouth. Here we go.
1: Hampshire track coach is out of a job after making it clear that he wasn't going to make his athletes wear masks. I'm Paula Evans,
2: and I'm David Wade, the former coach at Pembroke Academy, says even though it cost him his job, he is not backing down from his beliefs. WBZ's Michael Cross spoke with him today. I just think people haven't pushed back, and I decided it was time to push back. Brad Keyes was fired this week as the track and field coach at Pembroke Academy in Pembroke, New Hampshire, and he has been outspoken about it online. I made my choice. He made his. Keyes says he was not going to force his athletes to wear masks while competing. Masks restrict breathing. There's no question about it, especially think about running full speed. The wind is in your face. It's shoving the mask back into your nose and your mouth. He's one of my favorite people to run with junior david Tesserman agrees with his former coach and is concerned about running with a mask on this spring gets you really tired especially on uh you know it's going to get up to 80 degrees soon um and it's going to be really hard for us to to keep doing what we like to do the new hampshire interscholastic athletic association's outdoor track guidelines recommend that athletes wear a face covering during competition so they'll be separated by a lane which is about six feet Key says the masks are okay while the team is on the bus but he does not think they're necessary outdoors do you wear a mask yourself uh i wear a mask where i have to i'll wear a mask when i go into stores or any any private business that wants me to i based on what i read honestly i don't believe they do much good we reached out to the superintendent's office about Keyes' firing, but they did not get back to us. Reporting from Pembroke, New Hampshire, I'm Mike Lacrosse, WBZ News. Mike, thanks.
0: It's going to be 80 degrees soon. I kind of thought that was funny from the student. Bless his heart. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just laughable. There's no other way of, there's no other way of putting it. It's just laughable. It's going to be really hard to breathe pretty soon. It's, it's going to be summertime soon. It's going to be 80 degrees. It's going to be really hot and we're going to be dropping like flies. So, you know, I like our coach and I don't want to wear this mask, but I'm wearing it for this interview. And the student's wearing it throughout the interview and the coach isn't wearing it throughout the interview. So I don't know. Good for the coach. Good for him. Um, Every time that I, I watch that or I listen to it, I think to myself this, this also, and, and it's, where are the anatomy and physiology teachers? Where are the biology teachers? Where are these people? Where are they? Why are they not speaking up and talking out and getting in front of a camera and saying, look, we're all high school teachers. We all, we're all one department. We all teach this. We know that this is nonsense. We know that the mask wearing hurts people. All you have to do is crack open up any, any chapter in a physiology book or an anatomy book, and you'll find that the mask doesn't help, that it actually hurts people big time. And of course, it's already killed people. People have already died as a result of wearing the mask. This is a proven fact. But where are they? Where are those teachers? Is everybody so afraid of losing their job that they're not willing to do what's right? Are we really at that stage in society where people don't stand up for others, even if it means their own employment. Fortunately, this track coach has his head on straight. Good for him. And oh, by the way, again, no no disrespect, but that track coach doesn't have to wear a mask in stores. He doesn't have to. All he has to do is say, no, thanks. I'm fine. And just keep moving. That's all. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Good for him. I wish there were more like him who who had the guts to stand in front of a camera and do do the right thing, and stand up for common sense and the health and well-being of countless people. Because the mask is not that. Uh, again, continue. You know, back to the no mask for kids thing, real quick. To to continue to put your your children through such ridiculous activities is absolutely astounding. I mean, what every single what every single track athlete, quote unquote. Uh, who's a student at that school who's on the team, every single one of them and every single one of their parents should back that track coach, and they should all back them by voting with their feet and quitting the team and just saying, we're done. No more track uh, ever again at this high school. We're not doing it. And then there you have it. And of course, the superintendent isn't going to respond uh, to, you know, to a local news channel regarding this because it's absurd. The entire thing is absolutely crazy. Can you please tell us why you're forcing students to suffocate themselves during a competitive uh, environment where they're actually supposed to be really safe and healthy and they sign those waivers saying that they're supposed to be safe and healthy and going to be and we're not going to put them in danger and we're not going to put them in an emergency situation. Can you please comment on that? There's no way. There's absolutely no way that the superintendent would ever comment on such a thing. Again, it's a rock in a hard place while sinking in a swimming pool. He doesn't stand a chance, or she, whoever it is. Uh, Okay, here's another piece of audio I wanted to play. I believe I'm going to get her name right, maybe not. I think her name is Lena Dunnis. She's a human rights attorney. Sounds like she's speaking at a Orange County, California uh, school board meeting, and she is, of course, every time that you speak at a school board meeting, you're under a time restraint of roughly three minutes, And she talks very, very quickly, and it's really impactful. So I'm going to play her audio from this school board meeting and, uh, yeah, give it a listen. She gives them the what for, and it's pretty, pretty cool.
1: Lee Dundas human rights attorney late last week I am informed a meeting occurred between Orange County Health Officer Dr. Clayton Shaw and Orange County Board of Education Superintendent Almahars, during which time they apparently tried to find a way to quote sidestep and entirely remove informed parental consent for the COVID vaccine and also turn Orange County school campuses into vaccination centers. The COVID-19 vaccine is an experimental medical protocol authorized under the Emergency Use Authorization Act and as such you cannot mandate it for anyone nor can you sidestep informed consent. There is a reason That kids cannot smoke, drive, drink, have sex, vote, or die for this country. And it is because the law says they lack the capacity to understand those decisions. And that applies here more than ever. Hear me loud and hear me well. We will not be morphing our school campuses into COVID vaccine centers for delivery of an experimental medical protocol that killed every damned ferret in the last animal study they did until such time they had to abandon that study. And then, and then they didn't even do the study this time around because we are the study. The last time humans launched a plan like this to conduct experimental medical protocols on vulnerable populations was in Joseph Mengele's direction. He was an MD known as the angel of death, okay? And he was part of the SS. And in 1943, he was assigned to Auschwitz where he saw an opportunity to conduct gene research, quote, focused primarily on children with no regard for the health or safety of the victims. This is off the internet. You can Google it. You know what else is gene research? Experimental coded vaccines with the trans gene in side of it. If you don't believe me, go pull the EUA application for the J&J shot. I come from a long line of Eastern Europeans, Hungarians, and Romanian groups, groups that fled the persecution of the Red Terror communist death squads in the early 1900s. And those of us who didn't make it to America ended up facing the Nazi death squads in the lesser known Holocaust that was the Romani Holocaust. There is a reason my daughter is named Katia her romani great-grandmother was katarina choma and i for one have not forgotten the lessons of our history the third reich did not end with experiments on children nor when those children died the third reich ended in 1946 when we put the doctors who committed these human experiments on trial in nuremberg and then we put them to death it ended with the adoption of the
0: As she continues hang on just a second
1: ended with the adoption of the Nuremberg code so we would never repeat the sins of history and it states and I quote the voluntary consent of this human subject is absolutely essential dr chow and dr maharish you are hereby on notice last week you appear appear to have knowingly hatched a plan to sidestep and or violate international federal and state law not just the nuremberg informed consent language but also the black letter law of the eua as well as california state law which punishes and i quote the willful failure to obtain a subject's informed consent by imprisonment in county jail for one year, or the imposition of a $50,000 fine, or both. Through the planned insertion of experimental gene-altering protocols onto the very children, you were elected! and charged with protecting. And tonight we are asking the Board of Education for an immediate letter of censure to these individuals. And if they don't resign for an immediate notice of termination, and that letter also needs to go to the professional boards because they have no business being in these positions. So help me God, the people of Orange County will hold this policy to account. Your time is up. I'm
0: aware. Now, sometimes I like to pretend I'm a lawyer. But she's an actual lawyer, and a pretty darn good one, and she's right by my calculations. She's 100% right, and I wish that that happened more often. Now, I have seen other videos where countless other lawyers have approached school boards and directly sued them, walked up to them and handed them papers and said, you're being sued, or you're being served, or however it goes. And they're suing them in civil court for violating their contractual obligations to keep students and staff safe because they're forcing the distancing, because they're forcing the mask wearing, because they are moving toward trying to force vaccinations for students and teachers. And they are, in fact, being sued now. Is the mainstream media covering this? Of course not, because if they did, the dominoes would fall, one after the other. One school board would get sued, and then another, and then another. I would. I just wish that more and more lawyers would go to school board meetings and do what what Lena Dundas has just done. And I think that's how you pronounce her last name, Dundas. If I'm not mistaken. But I just wish that more of them would do it. Show up at school board meetings and tell them that they've broken their contractual obligations. That you're forcing an experimental drug on people that it's not a vaccination and that countless laws are being broken again including their own contractual obligations see the it's just what's happened over the last year is you've watched the entire medical profession and the entire education profession abandon all proven research that they've spent well over a century multiple centuries Discovering the truth to countless things. They've all, they've both, both those professions have disregarded all of that research. That's number one. And number two, they've all disregarded their own contracts. Again, if, if you were to go back into two years ago, 2019, and, and somebody were to try to pull this, they, w- they would be fired. They would be fired. They would be psychologically evaluated and potentially arrested. It's it's just nuts. It's absolutely nuts. But good for her. And again, we need more people like her doing that in board meetings. Actual lawyers showing up and threatening to sue and prosecute these school board members 100% and then do it. And then just do it. Make examples out of them. Now, again, Speaking of the medical profession, this is a particular post that found its way to, um, I believe, Telegram, and then I posted it on my gab. And I wanted to read this because, again, this is really indicative of the medical profession as well because a lot of people are waking up who are in the medical profession and they're saying, wait a minute, there's something else going on here. This is is awful. So it's from somebody named Angela Ryan, and I'm going to read this here. It says, quote, I was awakened fully in November 2020 after the elections were stolen. I had already become very uncomfortable with the pandemic situation since I saw every medical and clinical protocol that I had ever been trained to implement as a pharmacist get tossed out the window. I saw previously science and data-focused health professionals join in with the insane COVID pandemic policies with complete denial of the truth. I saw our state governor ban the use of safe and inexpensive medication to treat COVID, taking the power of treatment decision-making away from the patient and doctor. I was told by my Fortune 10 employer that it was optimal for me to administer the COVID immunizations to my nursing home patients, but then annual pay raises would be were, were denied to those pharmacists who refused to jab innocent people like guinea pigs. I was told the COVID vaccines were optional to receive, but then my nursing homes were insisting on seeing proof of my vaccination before letting me inside to do my work. I refused to give and receive the experimental jab. I had no way to avoid the smothering evil of the jab, of the brain-probing PCR tests, Or of the mask wearing. So in February 2021, I retired, quote unquote, and walked away from the 23 year career as a pharmacist. Now I am spending many more hours a day doing research about the truth, building my faith in God fearlessly, and sharing what I am learning with everyone who will listen. And window visiting with my 80 year old mother, who is locked in a nursing home that wouldn't let me hug her unless I take the brain probe or the jab. I pray, I know God will win, unquote. That's just one person. Again, that's just one person in a profession who has said, I've had enough. I've had enough of the lies, the deception, the deceit, all of it. And again, good for them. Good for them. Because again, they're sending a message to countless more people that this is not what is being reported. It's far, far worse, and people need to stand up for their own individual rights and, of course, the rights of other people, and they need to do it far more often. Now, the last thing here, just very quickly, turns out COVID doesn't spread on hard surfaces at all. Pretty interesting stuff. Remember, they were saying, oh, it's hard surfaces, it's on doorknobs, it's on this, it's on that. Make sure that you... Uh, Purell the ever-living hell out of your hand so the skin falls off, and uh, de-louse yourself as often as humanly possible. But it's just, it's not on surfaces. Isn't that funny? It's ridiculous. It's just, uh, it's continues to be peak clown world, and the lies are being exposed. The truth is continuously coming to the surface. And there was a particular news report on this, where they were talking about, again... How it doesn't, doesn't show up on services at all, and uh, but they threw in right at the end. But the CDC does recommend that you still wear your mask. So everything else is apparently a lie, but the mask is the only thing that's saving people. It's ridiculous. Okay, so as far as the legal stuff goes, again, that, that I discussed earlier in the podcast, I did want to mention this too. I, this was just sent to me, so I'm throwing this here uh, on the end of the podcast. I just received an email from... Uh, Dr. Robin McCutcheon from Marshall University, who I'm friends with, and um, she's been on the podcast in the past. And so I'm going to read her email here, and there's a link to a childrenshealthdefense.org article that describes the implications of workplaces forcing uh, this experimental drug on people and how they can't do it because it's illegal. So I'm going to link that particular article in the description uh, below this podcast as well. So the email reads like this, quote, It is illegal for any governor or employer to mandate that you receive an experimental vaccine like all of the COVID vaccines, or as it turns out, the COVID test. I'm hoping that Marshall isn't stupid, but if they are, then we're going to throw down. And this time, I'm taking no prisoners. My suggestion is that if anyone you know has been threatened by their employer that they will lose their job if they do not take any of the COVID vaccines, then you have an excellent lawsuit against that employer. Also, you cannot be denied education. See below. Quote Governors may not mandate EUA vaccines or EUA tests for COVID infection. States cannot override federal law or set up their own mandatory scheme. For example, see, for example, uh, Lillard Tobacco Company versus Riley, 533 U.S. 525, subsection uh, 570 to 571 in 2001, which overturned a state public health law because it was already the subject of a comprehensive federal scheme to manage public health. And Department of Navy versus Egan, uh, 484 U.S., 518 subsection 530 from 1988 For more information on state and local law see the Emergency Use Authorization Toolkit from the Association of State and Territorial Health Officials It also says also quote a private party such as an employer school or hospital cannot circumvent the EUA law for example this fact sheet approved last month by the FDA for a Pfizer vaccine states, quote, it is your choice to receive or not receive the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. Should you decide not to receive it, it will not change your standard medical care, unquote. The previously referenced section of the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act governing medical products approved for the emergency states that the FDA-approved fact sheet must state quote, the consequences, if any, for refusing administration of the product, unquote. Nowhere in the fact sheet does it specifically, se- uh, specifically or does it, I'm sorry, nowhere in the fact sheet does it specify that a person may be fired from their employment, denied education, disciplined, or otherwise discriminated against for refusal, unquote. So again, I'm going to link the childrenshealthdefense.org uh, article here which again says, Defender Slash Under Federal Law Can No Employer Make You Get COVID Vaccine. So check the description out for that article and see you next time. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.